Welcome from Euractive. I'm Luca Bertuzzi, Digital Media Editor, and this is the Digital Brief Podcast. This week, I've interviewed Wojciech Wiewiorowski, their European Data Protection Supervisor, on the current state of GDPR and much more. For an overview on all things digital in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website euractive.com. This is Euractive's Digital Brief Podcast. As the European Data Protection Supervisor, Wojciech Wiewiorowski is responsible for overseeing data protection enforcement from European institutions. He also advises the EU institutions on all upcoming initiatives for data protection matters. Wiewiorowski has recently launched the idea to start a conference on the current enforcement mechanism of GDPR. The initiative has also met criticism because there are those who say that enforcement is finally picking up. We have seen a recent very high fine from the Luxembourgish authority against Amazon and there is a decision upcoming from the Irish Data Protection Authority concerning WhatsApp. So I've asked him why does he propose a conference on on GDPR enforcement now? This is what he had to say. The discussion about the future of enforcement is planned for June next year. So it's not exactly now, in the meaning that we think that there is an urgent need to do the change in the system which exists at the moment. Definitely the the system has still the the, the, um, part of the procedures which are to be finished. We we just started with the uh, decision-making process in the highly international cases and cross-border cases, uh, we also just started the judicial review, not only on the level of the Court of Justice, but also on the national level, that's just the beginning of the real uh, judicial review. So there's still a lot of things to go. So if there are so many things still to be defined at the level of enforcement, why do we need a conference now? We also have to remember that the proposal of the one-stop-shop system has been uh, uh, issued by the Commission in the draft of the GDPR on 25th of January 2012. So it means that in three months, in four months, we will have the 10th anniversary of the draft GDPR. So I think after 10 years of having it, we can start to make the review. I would not say that we want to change GDPR. But we are absolutely sure that after 10 years of having some idea on the table, and uh, after already three years of having it in practice, uh, that is a good time to think what will be the, la- the, 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 f- the future. What should be our forecast uh, for that uh, in the, spe- in the uh, prospect of five years, ten years, uh, not in the prospect of months. So we do not propose the immediate change to GDPR. Moreover, I'm not saying that the change itself is necessary. For the supervisor, the assessment of the current enforcement mechanism is made more relevant by the international dimension as European authorities should define how to cooperate with their peers around the world. Brexit is another reason he also mentioned. Right now we have, for the first time in the history, the situation where one of the countries uh, which uh, one of the state, which was the state of the EU, and had exactly the same law as we had, I mean, of course, United Kingdom, 
will try to develop its own way of thinking about it. No, no matter how far the, uh, the reforms in the UK may go, at least the courts in the, in the judicial review will not be bound by the uh, decisions of the Court of Justice of the European Union. So there will be something like the other path of understanding of the GDPR, even if the law is staying the same. So, indeed, what they don't want is to open that Pandora box again. Of course, I'm afraid of opening the discussion about uh, the legal act which uh, uh, exists and which works. But I may say that if I see the legal act, which has not been changed for 30 years, I start to think, uh, is it really working? Or is it just the declaration of the goodwill? Uh, I think that uh, we have to remember that the world is changing, the situation is changing, that the social relations are changing. Also, what is very important, uh, the other legal acts which appeared uh, last years uh, will have an influence of what's going on inside the GDPR schema. And uh, the, let's uh, think at least about uh, the five acts that we have right now on the table in the EU. So the, the uh, Digital Services Act, Digital Markets Act, Data Governance Act, Artificial Intelligence Act, and the Data Act, which draft I will see in the nearest future. They definitely interplay with, uh, uh, with uh, GDPR. So I think that uh, June next year is a good time to start to think, uh, what do we have? Otherwise, we will wake up with the new parliament and the new commission in 2025, and we will start this job anyway. I've then asked uh, Vivierowski if it's fair all this criticism surrounding Ireland and Luxembourg, which have been accused by peers and other members of the privacy community of being too timid and actually having some vested interests uh, because they owe so many big tech companies in their territory to not enforce GDPR properly. While he said that it's not his place to judge its peers, he also had some interesting remarks in this regard. I'm not surprised that they are not taking the uh, actions without precisely thinking about the results of the actions. Uh, because uh, one of the worst situations that we can meet uh, is, uh, the, uh, is the, are the judgments of the Court of Justice of the European Union, for example, which uh, are questioning uh, uh, the uh, decisions in the member states, as well as the, 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 the judgments of the uh, courts in the member states during the judicial, uh, uh, judicial uh, re review, uh, because of the formal mistakes which were done by the data protection authorities. That's one of the worst situations, where by merit, the decisions will be okay. But because of the formal mistakes which were done, because there was the push to make the things fast, yeah, the, the, the judgments will not, be, uh, will, will not survive. And we have to remember that uh, when the... Uh, when the fining procedures were created in the co uh, competition law, it took seven years to have the first uh, uh, fine which went through the whole system. So I I'm not going to say that, it's, that it was expected that it will take years, but I would say that I would be the, the last one to advise uh, the data protection authorities in the member states to be fast in the decision because there is a big push from the, from, even from the complainants. 
I also asked the supervisor for his opinion on the ongoing privacy shield negotiations between the EU and the US after the famous Schrems II ruling that let's remember that the previous two agreements were overruled by the European Court of Justice because of the US surveillance law that allow for access to because of US surveillance law. While the supervisor is not directly involved in the negotiations, he had this to say. The United States is the country which has uh, the legal culture uh, rooting from the same roots uh, as the one of the EU. And if we look at the a discussion about the privacy which happened in the United States in the 70s and 80s of previous century, we may say that both the Convention 108 of the Council of Europe and the whole European law on data protection is the result of the discussion that was done in the States uh, um, and the, the findings of the uh, American Academia as well. So we, are, we have the same roots. If we have the same roots, but we went the other ways in, in, the, in finding the legal solutions, then we should find the way to, to uh, make the common ground. Vieviaroski also welcomed the recent appointment in strategic positions of the Biden administration, notably with the nomination of Lina Khan and Alvaro Badoya in top position of the Federal Trade Commission and Roy Chopra as head of the U.S. Consumer Watchdog. We have a good ground to find the uh, compromise, to find the, the solution to the uh, problems, but this is still a long road. Finally, I asked Vievioroski what's his position on the ongoing debate concerning encryption. Policymakers and law enforcement authorities around the world have been calling for special access to encrypted communication services, which, they say, favor communication among criminals, terrorists, pedophiles, and therefore should be stopped. On the other hand, Privacy and cybersecurity professionals say that if you open a backdoor, you create a loophole, then then it's very difficult, it won't be exploited also by the bad guys. This is his opinion on this. There is old saying about the goodwill, which is the, which is the ground for the roads in the hell. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it may also be the case here. So I'm definitely with those who think that the, that the encryption is one of the important ways to, to uh, keep the uh, co uh, confidential communication between the uh, people and all the, all the manipulations that we do with it are uh, dangerous by default. In his view, the current e-privacy derogation is not ideal. But I have no idea what will be the answer of the uh, of the legislator. But I hope it will be much better than the situation that we have at the moment, because right now, the uh, with this uh, exception that is uh, given to the e-privacy directive, uh, the uh, Commission has actually granted the big players, the, the intermediaries. Uh, the right to decide themselves if they want to interrupt the privacy of the people or not. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free digital brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview on all digital affairs in the world of European politics and policy directly in your mailbox. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. 
I'm your Luca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening. Thank you.